The Emotionally Uncomfortable Podcast is going live. Yes, you heard that correct. You can come ask your questions and get free live coaching. I'm going to be talking about all things attracting profit and parenting, which if you've been around for a while, profit equals time flexibility, emotional freedom, and all things money and wealth building. And of course, parenting. Come ask about why your kids do what they do, how to motivate your teens, and how you can become the adults they need. And the cool side effect is you can apply these principles to other relationships in your life, like your marriage, team building, and even your own parents. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live to check out the next live podcast recording dates and topics. That's heatherchauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. See you there. fan of the Emotionally Uncomfortable podcast, I would love for you to also uh, become a fan, maybe, of my book. If you haven't gotten your copy already, Dying to Be a Good Mother can be found anywhere books are sold online. And if you would love some additional resources, then head on over to my website, Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com, and check out the book tab. Um, Dying to be a Good Mother is a prescriptive memoir about my personal and professional life. It is about how can we stop abandoning ourselves and still feel good. And ironically, it is all about the more alive you become, the better you feel. That is the secret that we are looking for in our parenting, in our career, and in our lives. So Dying to Be um, a Good Mother, you can check it out on Audibles and also my website at heatherchauvin.com forward slash book. Creating meaningful connections with your teen. Hello, ladies. I am back and I am recording from the cottage in the woods. For those of you who have been following me for a while, the last podcast that went out or a podcast, a few podcasts ago, I talked about um, how this came about. And so you're welcome to go back and listen to that one. Who I needed to become, what was required of me, the brave, courageous action that I took to get here. Um, Yeah. And the fetal positions crying self-doubt, all the things. Um, And myself and my husband have been working very consistently, intentionally, um, because I'm going to be opening the doors shortly for some intensive experiences that we're going to have here. So stay tuned. That said, today I wanted to talk about meaningful connections. And that is the theme in everything that I create or everything that I talk about. It doesn't matter if it's personal related or professional related. You know, we have connection, we have emotional intelligence, we have all the things and desires and feelings. Um, and it gets very overwhelming and complicated when you do not have the skill of emotional regulation or emotional intelligence. 
And as a human being, it is very easy for your brain to go into default mode and to shame and blame other people for how you're feeling. But in reality, as a human, we are 100% responsible for how we want to feel. But we're not taught that. And we are taught that our energy and our feelings um, are dictated by other people. And so when you can stop and realize that you know you actually do have the power and the ability to reverse engineer how you want to feel in all areas of your life, whether that is with the relationship with your children or a partner or in your work or in your health or in your being, in your life in general, um, that is way more empowering than feeling like your time and your energy is dictated by other people. So this work is deep. This work is, you know, you have to want change and you have to create um, intention around it. And so the title for today's episode is Growing Together, Creating Meaningful Connections with Your Teen. And I'm going to tell a personal story. And I kind of have three bullet points for you that I want you to walk away with. Um, And as always, I love connection. So if you get any emails from me, just hit reply. Let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. Send me a private message on Instagram at Heather Chauvin. Um, I want to know what did you take away? What do you want more of? Um, because that is supportive for me. Now, as always, so the title Growing Together, because every relationship that you are in, whether it's you and a colleague or whether it's you and your partner or whether it's you and a child, it's a relationship and you're both growing together. The second you think that this is 100% about the other person, that is when your ego has taken over. That is when you you are using your coping strategies to defend yourself. Because when somebody else is saying, or when you are saying, this is 100% the other person's fault, and I have no responsibility in this, you're not taking any radical responsibility for your own actions, your own reactions. And that is a dangerous place to be when it comes to self-awareness and reverse engineering how you want to feel. So I'm going to give you a quick story. My 18-year-old, my oldest, um, you know, is a typical or, you know, 18-year-old. And so we're in the stage in the phase, and I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but the stage in the phase in our relationship where he is actively distancing himself and to try to figure out who he is in the world. And from a developmental perspective, that is very normal. Um, and in that, that, uh, breaking free or like distancing himself in the last few years, I've talked about this actively and I'm probably going to talk about it again. Um, I have been going through a developmental phase, which is the grief of that, right? In stages of parenting, you know, your, your identity is so wrapped up in your children because there's so much of what you do day in and day out. The second you become a parent, you know, your whole priorities change. And whether you want to or not, it is, it's, yeah, it's just internal. So 
that said, I still have, you know, I have two other children. So like a huge part of my identity is mothering, like all day, every day, mothering, mothering. That's all I think about is mothering, nurturing. But I learned a long time ago that I cannot do that to the detriment of my health, my mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, because it will kill me, literally will kill me. Hence the reason why my book is called Dying to Be a Good Mother. So I discovered that a long time ago that I cannot give, 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 give every ounce of myself to other people because self-abandonment will lead to death. So here I am. And when I say death, I know that feels incredibly dramatic. I don't mean actual death. I just mean anger, resentment, depletion, unfulfillment. You will wake up one day and go, who the fuck am I? How did I get here? And it's just slow and steady self-abandonment day after day, day after day until you're depleted and something happens. So having that work, I was actually surprised at the amount of grief that was required or grief work or that came up that was required when my son turned a teenager. So I feel like I'm on the other side of a lot of that. But here's the thing. When your children are growing up, they are becoming who they were supposed to become. And they're also still trying to figure out who they are. When we have our old coping strategies as women and mothers and caregivers to control our children's behavior as what we thought we could do when they were toddlers, right? What they eat, where they are, what time they go to bed, all of that. That doesn't work when they're a teenager. So you're working through this codependency and realizing, holy crap, I was so controlling because I was living from a place of fear or I was living from a place of guilt or I was over-nurturing or over-mothering or overcompensating because I felt unfulfilled in other areas of my life. All of that comes up when you are parenting a teenager, like just out of the blue. So I'm just, I, I'm just, this is just for self-awareness purposes. So anyhow, my son and I, uh, you know, we have a, a regular, you know, relationship. We're good. It's always me trying to, you know, over mother, over nurture, over control, um, and then have the self awareness to rein it back in, managing my own big emotions, my fear, my guilt, so that I'm not overbearing or over controlling. But it's finding that line between caring and controlling. So we spent a day together and we were actively, we actually went to IKEA, we were shopping together for the cottage. And this is the first time we've spent like a whole day together in a long time. We spent like eight or 10 hours together. It's just him and I. And um, it was a beautiful day. It was, it was a magical day. And during the day, I was reflecting on like, why is this working? Why are we having a good day? Uh, there was no arguing. There was no yelling. And typically the arguing and the yelling is instigated because I did something. I was over controlling or I was nitpicky or I was, you know, judgy, uh, purely out of my own wounds, which is coming from a place of fear or guilt. And on this day, I went into the day and I'm telling you this story because I want you to put yourself in, in my shoes, but also in your own shoes and reflect on scenarios and situations that you have 
in your relationships with your children. Does it matter or other people? It doesn't matter if you have a teenager or not. I want you to put yourself here. I went into the day knowing, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in my relationship with my son today? How do I want to feel while we're shopping together? I know that if I start shit or if I instigate or if I even grab on to any of his emotions, right? He could be in a bad mood. And if I take that on and be like, you know, just react to it, it's going to screw the day. How do I want to feel today? So number one, I went in with an intention of how I want to feel. And throughout the day, I was watching, right? How do I want this experience to be? How many times have you went in like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a great experience. And then something happens, it triggers, and it just is not good. So I went in thinking, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? I want this to be fun. I want this to be connected. I want um, it to be a positive experience. I don't want to go home angry and resentful. So we're connecting. The day starts. And I can definitely tell he's pissed off. He's just annoyed and he's probably hungry and all the things. So we get to Ikea and I'm like, how do I want to feel? I'm like, his annoyance is not my annoyance. I'm going to repeat that. His annoyance, insert emotion or feeling or whatever, is not mine. I don't need to pick up on that. I don't, it's, it doesn't have to be contagious for me. So I'm like, hey, I can see there's something going on. Do you want to talk about it? No. I do not want to talk about it. Awesome. Perfect. Tip number one, less talking, more listening. I've said this to my clients over and over and over again. And this was such a beautiful tip that I discovered from my friend and colleague, Janet Allison. Um, You need to check out her podcast, On Boys. It's literally called On Boys. and Janet taught me the male and female brain are are wired very differently. This was years ago. Um, And you need to talk way less. And I tell this to my clients all the time. Doesn't matter if you're raising boys, raising girls, the the genetic makeup of the brain. um, But typically children in general, you got to talk less. So I stopped talking. And I put the ball in his court to open the conversation. I started actively listening. That was the first thing that I did on this day to get out of my own damn way and to stop adding drama to conversations and nitpick. So we sat there in silence. We listened to music, but I just let the silence be there. I held space. Less talking, more listening. So... We continued on our journey and I could see that some of his annoyance was not from me. It was from his dad. And I just said, that that's between you and him. But today it's you and me. So let's figure this out together, right? Like put that aside. You can talk about that with dad. You can process that with dad, but that's not about me. So I'm not taking that on. And then I just changed the conversation. So I actually focused less on his mood or his emotions. I just let him feel his fucking feelings. 
Like we're allowed to have bad days. We're allowed to have bad moments. We need to let our children process the emotion. Here's number two. Point number two, less fixing, more co-creating. So we need to stop trying to fix our children's emotions and fix their fucking behaviors. Fix, fix, fix. That's all we do. We're just like, I need to fix this problem. I need to fix this emotion. Like, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody where you feel suffocated and they're always trying to fix your feelings and you're just like, let me just have a fucking feeling. Let me process this. I'm having a day. I just need to feel it. Let me be angry. Let me be sad. Like, I have a, you know, I have boundaries with my emotions. Just give me a day. Give me an afternoon. Just let me have space. That's what we need to do for our kids. We need to stop making it about us. I'm going to repeat that again. We need to stop making it about us. And we need to co-create with them. When your child is open, right? So when my son was open to receiving... And you can tell just by the conversation that you're having. And I know this because I'm talking less and listening more, actively listening to their behavior. Is co-creating. Is there something you need? Are you hungry? And then he said, no, I'm not hungry. But I'm wise enough to know. Yes, he's actually secretly hungry. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to go eat. You can come with me. You don't have to eat. I'm co-creating. I know he's hungry but he's past the point of having the self-awareness that the reason his mood is part of food. So I, I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to eat because I was hungry. So of course I started eating and then he started eating. Less fixing, more co-creating. Now in that moment, he didn't know what he needed, but I was co-creating with him. I wasn't necessarily trying to fix his behavior. I was like, you can have your feelings, you can have your anger, you can have your annoyance. I'm going to go eat. So I'm just going to try to gently co-create in a connected way. My intention that day was to have a good time, to feel connected to him and not just be angry and resentful, nitpicky and judgy all the time. Today's sponsor, Athletic Greens. Did you know Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery? It supports mental clarity, alertness, and is the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iteration and third-party testing. I love Athletic Greens. I love their travel packs. I take them wherever I go in my backpack. I sneak that shit into my boys' smoothies. I do. If you're interested in trying Athletic Greens, all you have to do is head on over to drinkag1.com forward slash EU. That's drinkag1.com forward slash EU for emotionally uncomfortable. So I co-created with this connected energy, this loving, kind, non-judgmental energy. I also want you to be mindful that you know, this takes a lot of energy and effort. I've been at this for a while, but this is the internal dialogue of what I am going through on like an eight-hour cycle, being in a relationship with someone. You don't have to consciously think this hard all the time or this intentional, but for those days that you're like, I really don't want to fuck this up. I really don't want to fuck this up today. 
it's almost like it was race day. If you've ever trained for a race, it's like you're doing the training, you're doing the miles, you're doing the workouts, whatever it is. And then this was go time. This was the marathon. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this right today. I'm going to be intentional. So that's it. I just wasn't showing up and just passive. I was very active in in my intention. And I just, I want to make that point because I think a lot of people are like, tell me the quick tips, tell me the strategies. And, you know, they'll do their morning routine before they have to spend the day with their teenager or do the thing but they're not doing any work in the moment. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused when it comes to personal development. They're like, I'm checking the boxes. I'm doing the things on my list. I'm like, but you're not actually present. You're not being present in the moment. So throughout the day, if I could feel myself getting triggered, I was like, no, what do I need? And I was like, just let go. Like, let go of your expectation. Um, And so again, less fixing, more co-creating. Now, the third point I want to make to this is how unconscious our fear and guilt is and how we cultivate and create more connection. So throughout the day, I'm spending time talking to him. I'm making my own decisions. We're co-creating. We're doing the thing. Um, But I just want to tell you how much of your nitpicking your judginess. Now, every time I am intentionally cultivating a conversation with my child, I can pay attention to like, why am I saying this right now? And I can go down a rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, I am being reactive because I'm scared. And I say this to you because I care about you and I also care about your child and their mental health and your relationship together. But more often than not, this is what will happen. I'll get a message from a client who's telling me in a very reactionary, heated way, I can feel it and hear it in their voice, a situation that they had with their child or their teenager. And I will say, Awesome. First of all, I can tell you're in your red zone, meaning you're still angry about this, but you're blaming your child. You're blaming and shaming your child for their behavior. One, what is really going on here? Why are you so reactive to their behavior? And most of the time, it's because the adult is scared. I'm afraid my child is going to become like XYZ. I'm afraid my child is going to become a drug addict. I'm afraid my child is going to hurt themselves and die. I'm afraid my child is going to become isolated, alone, depressed. I'm afraid my child is going to become XYZ. We are projecting into the future of a reality that is not current. And to be honest, this may feel difficult to hear or understand. But even if your worst fear comes true, you didn't necessarily, you didn't have any control over it because you were very reactive and living from a place of fear or guilt. There is something in our brain that has convinced us that when we are parenting from a place of fear or guilt, and we're trying to be controlling, we think 
we're being proactive and helpful, but we're actually not. So let me give you an example. And this goes beyond my day with my son. I've talked about this publicly and openly before, but my oldest biological father was a drug addict, um, an alcoholic, and had severe mental health issues. And I say was because that's past tense because he has since passed. My biggest fear as a mother was that my son was going to end up like that. And so I literally dedicated my life's work to understanding mental illness, understanding health, uh, being proactive instead of reactive, and just diving all into this emotional intelligence, um, all of this. And I have a lot of belief systems about this. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. But I will tell you, the one thing that I have had to work on as a parent, my son calls me out on this because we're very open about it, is am I living and parenting from a place of fear or can I surrender and completely trust that my son is a smart, intelligent, wise person and he's got this. And learning how to not from a primal place of fear has been my work. Because I can sit here and want to react and send my son a text message or call him or you know, control his whole future. And when I ask myself, why am I doing that to him? But I might not do that to his brothers or, you know, there's personalities here too. Like all child is different. Every child is different. Every child's brain works differently. So watching how we are projecting our fears onto other people. So less fear and guilt projection, more connection. Now here's the connection piece. My son is become he's an, an adult. He's almost 19 years old. He's very aware of this. I talk to him about it all the time. And the beauty is he calls me out on it. He's like, are you doing that because of this? Or are you doing that because of this? And I can honestly say sometimes I'm like, no, 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 no. You're just being a kid. And I'm telling you right now, I'm, I would do this to anybody. But the safe space that he has to call me out and I get to choose if he's trying to manipulate me and react or if he's being honest and just legit calling me out. And I am so fucking grateful that one, he we have the relationship where he can do that. And two, he has the self-awareness to do that. Like what a beautiful skill. Um, But also like giving him credit that He's a smart, intelligent person, which he is. And so is everybody else. And the reason why people... I could do a whole podcast on addiction, which maybe I will. And I will have somebody come on and we'll talk about it. But I believe that most humans, all humans, we have strengths. We have challenges. We have weaknesses. Addiction is not bad. It is a coping strategy for feelings. And most of the time, um, the reason why these people are struggling is because they are sensitive souls and in a world that has been taught not to be that. And 
I'm so incredibly grateful for the people in my life who have struggled with addiction and the courage it takes to overcome that. Um, And so there's not, we need to be mindful of where we are projecting our judgments onto others. So growing together, how to create and cultivate meaningful connections with your team. Today, I wanted to share that story. Um, I wanted to share the three points with you. Less talking, more listening. Less fixing, more co-creating. Less fear and guilt projection. More connection. Um, If you liked this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on social media, and tag me at Heather Chauvin. Um, I make this podcast free so that it is a free resource for more women and parents like you. So your you know, if you get value, a quick uh, share on social media or sharing with a friend means the world to me so that we can make an impact together and serve more people. The last thing I wanted to say about all of this is I noticed a shift um, in my son and myself after that event. It felt more connected instead of disconnected. So if you are in a relationship with somebody and maybe it's an estranged relationship with your child and you're like, I'm at a lost cause here. I don't even have um, an opportunity to create a connection with my child. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't have to be so extreme in the sense of like, you need to spend a whole day with somebody, but ask yourself, how can I just create a tiny connection with that person that I, I feel disconnected from? And it might just be a quick little text message. It might be, I was thinking of you or I, I found this photo um, or remember that story. But you have to feel, you have to be disconnected from the outcome. You cannot have attachment to, well, I sent them this and they didn't respond back. Just create connection from a place of your heart space, not your head, your heart. Um, And cultivate more opportunities to connect with your teens one-on-one. And that's it. I'm sure there's many more things I could say, but that's all I got for you today. Sending you big love, knowing that raising teens and children in general is emotionally uncomfortable, but with intentional action, we can cultivate um, new connections. Less talking, more listening. Less fixing, more co-creating. Less fear, guilt, more connection. Have a beautiful day. In my book, in chapter 10, Dying to Be a Good Mother, I talk about your problem child is your greatest gift. And this is part of why I started my business was parenting, conscious parenting, and seeing and understanding our children on a deeper level. So I have decided to start a private parenting podcast. It's called Emotionally Uncomfortable parenting. We talk about tips for managing stress and anxiety, navigating social media and screen time, strategies on dealing with the rebellion and defiant teen, and helping our children with their mental health. The first season of this podcast is all about 
raising resilient teens. And I'm going to dive deeper and deeper and deeper into other aspects of parenting and child development as well. But this goes way back to uh, the beginning of my career as a social worker and talking about the emotional aspects. I think we miss the gap between the practicality of it's not always about us as parent teen. Our children are struggling too. So if you're interested in joining us for the private conversations on the podcast just related to parenting, head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash parenting. That's with, you know, parent and then I-N-G at the end, parenting. Um, And you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and anywhere you listen to Emotionally Uncomfortable, but you have to opt in first because you won't be able to find it online. So that's heatherchauvin.com forward slash parenting. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable, and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving, and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also, on the inside, show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E, quiz. (laughs) 